0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'm just so, so happy to have you here. My name is Carly Aquilino. I'm your host. Welcome to the club. Welcome to the show. We have a great show for you this week. Um, I have a bunch of things that I want to chit-chat with you guys about, and we have a lot of questions that you all sent in to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com, so I'm very excited about that. Uh, Again, thank you guys for tuning into the Spotify live show. It's getting you guys. The Spotify live show is on Spotify live and you can join in on the chat every week. Um, It's at eight Eastern five Pacific. And you guys, my parents did it last week and they were just, they were having a blast. My dad joined and he was hooting and hollering in that damn chat. It was so freaking cute. And we say this thing on the show where it's like, you know, if somebody says something, it's like, okay, go to jail. Like somebody says something we don't like, we say jail, go to jail. So I was talking to my mom about like, um, things that give people the ick. Right. And I don't remember exactly what it was, but I had said something to her and I said, that person should go to, and she said, hell, (laughs) I'm like, all right, enough. And then we were playing, um, the, he's a 10 game with my dad and he was cracking, he was cracking up. He was cracking the hell up. So that was really fun. Thank you guys for, for joining in. Um, and you can call in, you can write in, but you know, the whole spiel. So that's very exciting. Um, this week coming up, I am going to San Diego, which is really exciting. Um, for a few days this week too, I'm going to be doing a little bit of work at Comic-Con. So that's really cool. I'm in the process of packing and when I tell you guys, sometimes you just want to you just want to burn the place down. When it comes to packing, you know what it is? We accumulate so much shit and you don't even realize the shit. I went through my vanity, I'm like I don't even I don't even what is this? First of all, TBT to the Naked the Naked eyeshadow palettes that had a grip on my fucking neck for about five years. Oh, the naked one, the naked two, the naked three, the naked smoky. Uh, wh- what's the one I just threw out? And these palettes are like seven years old, and yet yeah, I've been hoarding them. I've been keeping them, and um, just a bunch of other stuff like stuff that you uh, clothes too. I'm getting rid of so many clothes because it's shit that I think is really cute, but I've never worn, and that's my rule like if it doesn't have sentimental value to me and I've have never worn it and I've had it for over three months, it's out. It's out girlies. So dealing with all that stuff, I am really excited. It feels like kind of cathartic to move with really nothing. I'm not bringing any of my furniture. Uh, I'm not even bringing my bed. So that's, that's pretty cool. I'm getting one of those mattresses that comes in a box. I don't know which one. I've been looking at a few of them. If you have any recommendations, let me know, but I'm going to order the mattress in the box and then have the movers move it there. So that way I at least will have a a bed to sleep on. And I'm going to have to move my kitty cats, which I don't know how hard that's going to be, but that's going to be, it's going to be a rough week for me. It's going to be a little bit of a rough week, but I'm excited. New beginnings onward and upward. Um, So I wanted to talk about that. I wanted to talk about some things that have been going on in the news, some articles that you guys have been sending me. But before all of that, I just want to say something. And I never really address things like this because it just, it's negative vibes and it's just not fun for anyone. But I just want to say lately, I don't know why, but I have been getting emails every single week of people that are upset with something that I said, or people who are offended by something that I said. And I think really like, listen, I'm sure I say stupid shit all the time and I'm not saying that I don't. And if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know, I'm not necessarily the most eloquent person on earth, but I think you guys, if you've been listening for a while, you know that I mean, well, you know, I have a good heart. Um, and I think with a lot of things, I'm pretty evergreen, um, but I swear to God, it's like every single week, someone's mad at me. And a couple of weeks ago, when I was talking about Roe versus Wade, I was getting all these messages. <laughs> you guys, I was getting messages from people that were like, well, they were like, I've been listening to your podcast for years. And maybe if you weren't such a whore, a whore? not me being you know, <laughs> a whore. If you weren't such a whore, you wouldn't care about abortions being legal or not. And I'm like, okay, you missed the whole point there. And also I'm sorry, but if you're going to call me a whore, a slut, a, a bitch, y- you got to up your game a little bit. You got to up your game about uh, it's. it's getting old now. I think the first time I was ever called a slut was before I even kissed a guy. It's just like, I take it as a term of endearment, especially because it is the summer of the damn girlies. And then people sending me stuff. Oh my God. Just here's my thing. I love you guys. I respect people's opinions. I understand that not everybody feels the same way about me, about everything. And that's okay. Um, You know, if we disagree on something, then that's okay. Then that's perfectly fine. Uh, I'm not stealing your kids' lunches and I'm not you know, stealing your husband. And I'm, I'm, I'm really, really a harmless person. So I don't, I don't know the point of, you know, being so outraged, but I love you guys. And I wish everybody the best, you know, anywho, what else did I want to talk about? Oh, I have a whole list of things. You guys had sent me a bunch of you had sent me and let me pull up this article. A bunch of you had sent me this one about the girl who donated, girl donated kidney um, to her boyfriend and he cheated on her. Woman who donates her kidney to the boyfriend before discovering he cheated on her. So I had seen this TikTok weeks ago and I was like, wow, that's fucked up. But the weird thing with TikTok is you kind of become desensitized to stories like this because a lot of it is like, sometimes people make it up. A lot of it is like fake. So you never really know. Like people really, above all things, above all other apps on TikTok, uh, people will do anything for for followers and for views. It's kind of scary. So I didn't know if this was real. I didn't really look into it. But the story itself just went viral. So it seems to be real. Um and so this girl and this guy are dating. She's 30 years old. she lives in California. She gave her boyfriend her kidney after a few months of dating. at the time her boyfriend's kidney was functioning at less than five uh, percent, and she felt it was urgent and that he received her kidney. She said, I really thought I was going to spend the rest of my life with him. I loved him so much and I saved his life just the fact that he cut ties with me so easily and made me feel like I never existed. Jesus Christ. I mean, men really will do anything but go to therapy. And that's something I'm going to say. No one is getting any of my damn organs unless you are Jeffrey Bezos. Okay. And you're going to fly me to go get the organ surgery. Fly me on a yacht. Fly me on a yacht, Jeff. No one's getting any of my damn organs. But I think this is just, I mean, she seems like such a sweetie. They broke up three months later after an argument. He blocked her on all social media. Oh my God. He cheated on her while he was away at a bachelor party. How do you guys feel about bachelor parties? Have we ever really spoken about this? I'm sure we have throughout the years, but. How do you feel about them? You feel like it's like an old thing. Like, I feel like bachelorette parties are so cute and so fun and like harmless. I mean, how fun is a bachelorette party? I will say, uh, as a comedian, when, when you see, a... <laughs> just so you know, if you're at a, if you're having a bachelorette party at a comedy club, every single comedian on the show has spoken about you before they go on stage to each other. It's just like, oof, we got a bachelorette party in there. I hope they're going to be good because it's like never fails where they're like, nor they're always so hype. They always want all the attention. They're making it about that. They're wearing the outfits. Like it's so, (laughs) it's like, girlies, go to a club. You're not even having fun. But that is like, uh, I think sometimes girls at bachelorette parties are like every comedian sleep paralysis demon <laughs> but i think bachelor parties are way more harmful i think it's it's definitely something that anytime i've been dating a guy and he's away at a bachelor party the whole time i'm like hey have fun you know but um yeah no that's that's too much how do you guys feel about them though let me know also, the girl who, and I don't know if this was a real story, but a lot of you sent me this one. Um, this girl whose boyfriend, did he cheat on her? Uh, oh, the girl who married her ex-boyfriend's dad. Um, she's the queen of it all. And she did it right. And I'm not going to slander her. And then the girl who held in a fart for so long that she had to go to the emergency room and people were DMing me like, is this you? Is this you? And I'm like, way to rub it in that I'm not in a relationship because she didn't want to fart in front of her damn boyfriend. I'm like, no, I'm fine. I don't have a reason to hold it in, right? (laughs) Um, Also in space news, uh, you guys know I love outer space. You guys know I love anything that has to do with the universe and other planets. And if you guys saw these uh, photos that the web, uh, the new web telescope took, oh my God, I cried when I saw them. Um, they really, really are the most unbelievable, beautiful pictures, beautiful images I've ever seen of space and anything in general. Um, it just looks unbelievable. So dreamy, the colors, the, the resolution on these, um, images are, is really, really amazing. And, um, I decided that my favorite thing is nebulas because they're like really the bad bitches of the sky. Nebulas are really, really the bad bitches of the sky and nebulas are slept on. They are so beautiful. You guys Google it. The nebulas that they found from the web, even like the ones that the Hubble took too always, always beautiful. And really they're just like clouds of like gas and dust from stars, but the colors, Oh my God, it's giving hot girl summer. It's giving sexy. So I think I love nebulas the most. Also all of these photos that they took, like, what was that? What was that one that was, it was 7,000. Hold on. Um, space image taken. Uh, light years. So here's what's crazy. The the, the he, here's what is so confusing to me and and no matter how many times I hear an explanation for it I'll just never understand it. If any of you are like NASA people, if any of you are I don't know, people that understand outer space like that, you have to explain it to me. So these photos, right? that they just took that they just released so the images were taken say something was like uh, and i and i don't know the yeah wait 7 yeah 7500 light years away from earth yes so these photos were taken and they were 7500 light years away from earth so that means that what we saw actually occurred 7500 years ago what is that real am I saying it wrong because you guys it's blowing my mind I'm like okay so it's literally it's 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 a time machine how are we seeing that far in advance also can we go to another planet can we go up to another planet and then look at earth and see what was happening like go 30 light years away and then we see earth from 30 years ago would that happen Because how is it bending time? And then like the whole thing of like relativity is like time is not—it's not time. Everything is happening all at once right now. Okay, cool. I'll never be that smart to understand that. But it really—I mean—that whole—that's insane. That's insane. Like whatever we're seeing happen thousands of years ago, I don't understand it, babes. Now, babes. Now it's not now, babes. It's not working for me night. But that was really really unbelievable if you haven't seen those images taken by the um the new web space telescope. Really really cool. Really cool stuff. I cried. I cried. I shed a little tear. You want to know why I cried because it's so beautiful and and it kind of uh puts into perspective that we really are And once I start thinking about space, I really should just check myself into a hospital because I'm not okay. Because how are we on this floating rock in the middle? Just it's literally floating and flying. Like what what, what's happening? And and space is infinite, there's no end to it, and it's constantly growing. So how is something that is already infinite (laughs) growing? I don't understand. I'll never get it because it was already infinite. So why is it multiplying? Do you know, do you guys know what I'm saying? It it blows my mind. This is why it's dangerous for me to start thinking about space like that. Because then I I don't do anything else and I'm busy. I am just up Googling until four in the morning. Like how is space getting bigger when it already was the biggest? (laughs) I don't freaking get it, girls. Mm Mm-mm. But the reason why it's so emotional is because it really puts into perspective that we're just a little tiny, we're a little, little tiny grain of sand. That's what we, that's what the earth is. And then we are like even smaller than that, you know? So it's really beautiful. It's, it's amazing. Um, crazy that it's just crazy. It's just freaking crazy that these things exist right? Why is nobody freaking out? That's what I don't get. Why are we not talking about it more? Like, hey, um, how is the earth even a thing? (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Like, mm, that doesn't make any freaking sense. And a lot of stuff about space, nobody fucking knows. Even the smartest, even even all the smart people at NASA, they have no idea. They're trying to figure it out. And then this whole thing with the CERN accelerator, they're they're trying to figure out, they're trying to recreate the big bang, right? Like really what it is, is this thing in Switzerland, they are smashing particles together, trying to figure out what caused the big bang or, or what causes certain things that go on in space. And they're trying to recreate it with this big machine. And they turn the machine off for many years and then they turn the machine back on. And people are saying that, it caused them to switch timelines into another dimension, like an alternate dimension where everything is the same, but just little tiny things are different. And I've been seeing all of these things of people being like, like just like little nuances, like my neighbor doesn't look the same anymore. And a lot of times I'm like, hmm. you know, a lot of times I'm like, oh, don't know about that. Could be the Mandela effect, it could be a lot of different, different factors. But, um, I, (laughs) the other day I thought it happened to me. I thought I switched timelines, but it turned out that I just, um, well, here's what happened. So I was calling, um, my cable provider because I have to cancel and I just called and I said, I want to settle my, um, bill Uh, for this month. And then I would like to cancel my bill for next month. And the girl's like, you're not in the system at all. And girl, why was the first fucking thing in my head? Why was the first, (laughs) why was the first thought in my head? I must've switched timelines. (laughs) It wasn't girlies. It was not like, she probably just spelled my last name wrong, which was ended up happening. (laughs) She's like, I'm telling you, there's no one that lives in that ad- address with your name. And I said, well, I've been getting mail here for two years, like, and I've been paying my bills here for two years. So it, you got to have my name. She said, no, nobody lives there. <laughs> Girl, the way I thought I was a ghost, <laughs> I really was like, am I dead? Not me thinking that. And she was like, wait, oh yeah, there you are. <laughs> No, oh my God. Now me thinking I was a ghost. No, I'm cracking up now. I got to relax, but wow, girls. Mm-mm. Oh, I just had to have a sip of my, I had to have a sip of my coffee after that. That was just too damn funny. I really was like, I'm out, I switched timelines because the CERN, the CERN is back on. <laughs> no, I'm done. I'm done with that. Sometimes I am crazy, you know? Uh okay. So let's get into these emails, you guys. Uh, again, you can send in <laughs> you can send in emails to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. Also, if you know anything about outer space and if you can if you can um, you know, explain like light years to me, then please do that. Because I don't fucking get it. And I'll and I never will. Uh, okay. So this one says, by the way, someone sent me just an email with absolutely no, um, nothing in the actual email except for a photo. And the title is cute baby. And it's just a picture of, of their cute baby. This baby is very cute. I would say it's wow. Yeah. This baby looks like it models for JC Thank you for showing me that. And I mean that, obviously, as a compliment. I don't mean that to be insulting. Like, J. C. is it's cute. It's giving cute. <clears throat> okay. So let's see. Let's start off with this one. Hold on. Hold on. So this one says, my toxic trait and a fuck, Mary kill at the end. <clears throat> Hello, girly. I'm listening to the epi, epi right now, LOLing. On a walk at your reaction to the girl writing in about the murder dad. The girlies are growing. and you got that right. Yes, the girlies are girling, and we they will stop at nothing in order to girl for the summer. Uh, anywho, I'm gonna throw this out there, and I'm sure another secret keeper does this, and not just me. You bet your ass, every time I'm shopping, I look down every aisle up and down, like I've never been there before. TJ's uh Trader Joe, Costco, TJ Maxx, Target—you know, you either hate it or you love it. I'm also the type that loads my cart with everything that I quote unquote want to buy, and as I get closer to the register, I di- I start ditching left and right. I feel so bad for the workers. I'm the worst. I a thousand percent do this too in every single store that I go into. Um, it could be a grocery store. It could be, like you said, a TJ Maxx. Forget it. If you see me, like when I'm when I'm peeking at a TJ Maxx like in the middle time that I got in there, I've already collected all the things, all the things are in the car. And then I'm trying to wean out. I put 99.9% of shit down. And then I just end up getting like a bag of gumballs that have been sitting on that shelf since, since late 2013. But I know, especially with grocery shopping, because if I don't, Like I do go down every aisle. If I don't take some stuff out, I literally will spend $350 at Trader Joe's. And, and then I'll get home and go, what is this stuff? Like, I didn't even, I don't even know what, what I was thinking. Like, do you guys black out at the stores? Because I do like, I'll be in the car on the way home. And like, I have no idea what's in these bags. If I got stopped at TSA and they were like what's in your bag? I have no fucking clue. I was just at Trader Joe's. Could be anything, honestly. Nothing that I needed. Uh but yeah. No, it's a rush. You want to know what? It's one of the small joys that I have in this life. So, we could we could do whatever the hell we want. Uh okay. This next one says freaking embarrassing. Uh, Hey, girly, listening to this week's episode. And for some reason, the girl who left an entire face print on the chiropractor table reminded me of something super embarrassing that happened to me last week. So I had an appointment with my therapist, but she ended up testing positive for COVID. So we did it via Zoom instead of in person. Let me preface this by saying I never use Zoom. The last time I used it was in the thick of COVID lockdowns in 2020, when that was the only way that we can hang out with people. So we get on Zoom and start talking and I'm catching her up on things for a bit. And then out of nowhere, she said, how did you become Poo Poo Pee Pee? And I was like, "Um, excuse me? She said, yeah, Poo Poo Pee Pee. I was baffled for a solid moment and then realized my name on Zoom was Poo -poo Pee Pee. (laughs) And I changed it because I'm an idiot. And back in 2020, thinking my only my friends would ever see it, I was mortified. And for a split second, I started acting like I had no idea how it got there and quickly realized the only way to handle it was to just own it. We laughed and moved on with the appointment, but now I'm embarrassed to ever see her going, girl, that's kind of like, I would never have addressed that. If I was a therapist, I would never be like, why are you a poo-poo pee-pee? Mm-mm. Uh, anywho, I just wanted to share. I love you. Also, I'm the girl who dated the guy with the possum. <gasps> oh my God, my shining star. We're actually in the Bay Area and not in rural country, which makes it even more ridiculous that he had a pet possum. Upon further research, he has a whole other pet possum now. Um, There's no way he coincidentally stumbled upon (laughs) another possum that needed rescuing, right? Any thoughts on how he managed to gain that second wild animal? Honestly, great cue. But also, girl, I don't agree with possum boy slander. And I would like, listen, I don't know if I want to sleep in the same bed as a possum because I'm afraid it would rip my damn face off um, while I was in my slumber. But before that, like, I'll chill with a possum. Like, it's kind of so funny. And the the pictures that you sent of this guy, first of all, he looked hot. Like, you blurred his face out, but he did look really hot. And the the possum was cute. It was like a little ugly baby. Um. So we love to see that. And I do think you should reach back out to him. I really do. <laughs> But at that point, it is—I I would consider it hoarding. You're hoarding possums at that point. Um, would to me, anything more than one possum is too many. You know, one is cute. One is like, oh, it's quirky. Like he found this. Like, but really, possums are scary, and they are—they are spiky rats, uh, and that's something that a lot of people forget. But let's see. Let's do. This one says snacks and a fuck, marry, kill. Uh, Hey, Carly, the kitties and the rest of the girlies. So I'm listening to last week's episode and you just mentioned how flattered you were when people tell you random things make us think of you and I have a good one. (laughs) Literally every time I go to TJ Maxx home, good Marshalls, and see the snack aisle. Oh my God, how funny we were just talking about this. I think that you said it's all gross and expire and I will not be buying it. So I chuckle every time I see them and will in fact never buy any of it, no matter how good it looks. I don't even remember how long ago it's been since you talked about it. That's so weird because I really don't think I haven't talked about it until like five seconds ago when when I was just answering that last question. Uh, But it's forever ingrained in my mind now. Anyway, that's all. I hope your new apartment and hot garbage man search uh, goes well since it's such a short, short and pointless email. I have a few fuck Mary kills. Ooh, good fuck Mary kills. Okay, I'm gonna put these um, on the list and we'll do these all at the end. But no, that's a that's very, that's very very funny. I really should like be a Maxanista, right? I think that I think that it's so fun, guys. I haven't been to TJ Max in so long. I know I'm gonna go when I move. Forget it. Forget it. I'm going to TJ's. Like I want to go to a suburban. Here's the thing. Like I know that there is TJ, like, I actually don't think there's, um, many TJ Maxx in the city, but like on the outskirts, Queens, Brooklyn, they'll have like Marshalls, TJ Maxx, whatever. But something about a suburban like Marshalls, it just hits different. It just hits different. It's way more organized the staff is like not the, the staff at the ones in the city. They are, they're overworked. Okay. They're tired. They're not in the fucking mood to have me going up to them. Like, um, can you help me find this other shoe? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm going to go there and spend $5 million. Buy out the whole damn store. There's a fly in here. When is there not a fly in here? Uh, Stanley Stanley's going to have a freaking field day. He's a, he's a killer. All right. Let's see. This one says worst date. I win. Oh, oh, no. Uh, this says, oh, thank you so much, Carly for making all of our Mondays that much more pleasant to wake up for. Oh, thank you. Seeing the new episode loaded right away. Well, is the chef's kiss moment every single time. Plenty of secret keepers have shared their worst date stories. Uh, but I argue that I take the cake. Let's set the scene. It's date number 2 or 3 and we decide to go bowling. He has a place in mind, picks a time, no reservation needed, he says, and we can meet there. Great, we love a man with a plan. I show up and yes, reservation absolutely needed. The wait time was an hour or two for a lane, so rolling with the punches and keeping a positive attitude, I suggest we go to the bar and wait it out and get a drink. I do have a question follow up already. Were you at Gutter, my favorite bowling alley in planet on planet Earth in Brooklyn? because that is a fun time. I was just there the other night. Uh, She said, oh yeah, but you actually can't make reservations there. So there's no way. Uh, We walk towards the bar passing the arcade games on the way. And right after he passes them, he says, I'll meet you there. I just want to check how much I have left on this and holds up a frequent player card. Okay tell me why this gentleman has a player card for asteroids and big buck hunter in this random bowling place. He literally runs back the other way. I'm baffled and continue to head to the bar. He shows back up. I'm placing the order to get myself a beer and ask him what he wants. He picks something very feminine and then lets me pay. Girl, I now allow myself to get grumpy. We finish our drinks and then decide to get out of there. It's not worth waiting in the line. The bowling alley is in a mall and we pass a frozen yogurt place on the way out. He suggests we stop. We he knows I love froyo okay yay he remembered that's very nice he quickly goes to the wall helps himself to his flavors of choice and then heads up to the register I hear him say to the cashier and whatever she's having I'm still at the wall and pour out a very measly amount I'm not actually that hungry and turn around to the toppings to put a few nuts and chocolate chips on top I hear him say oh never mind (laughs) what Wait, the way I just started sweating from my butt crack, <gasps> he says, "Oh, never mind, grabs his cup and goes and sits down. Wait, what? no, because I wanted toppings. I get to the cashier, my bill is ninety seven cents. He's sitting, oh my, oh my God, girl, I would just leave I would just I would leave he's sitting in half a booth and there are chairs across the table. I sit in one of the chairs. He said, why don't you come sit next to me? I oblige because I'm a people pleaser. Um, but we already had talked about how I don't love side sitting. We aren't a couple. I don't need to sit next to you and crane my back, uh, and crane my neck, just trying to get to know you. So I say in a jokey tone, Oh, I thought we talked about same side seating. And he says, he says, Yeah, but I wanted to put my feet up. Oh my God, I'm going to vomit. Girl, I'm going to barf. Not him wanting to recline at at freaking Pink (laughs) Berries. No, no. (laughs) Not him wanting to relax at Pink (laughs) Berries. So I'm really, I'm actually like, there's a tear in my eye and I don't know if it's because I'm laughing or because I actually am sad. Um, This guy puts both his feet up right where my butt was, both of them lounging like he's on a lazy boy. We sit and eat our frozen yogurt in silence because truly, what are you supposed to talk about with him? Uh, Thank you so much for reading. Oh, an embarrassing thing to add to the list, walking into a crowded nail salon and every head turns to stare at you while they ask you what you need. What if I was showing up for a bikini wax and you're advertising it? Uh, please let me choose my color in peace. Yes. I agree with the nail salon thing. Even I don't really go to the nail salon. I don't really go like, um, but if I do, it is, um, nerve wracking. It is nerve wracking girl. That story is a nightmare. I do have some follow-up questions. Number one, um, what were the first you said it was date number two or three, like was the first date Like, did he take you out to dinner and did you guys do anything? Like, why was he so, first of all, not him, not him refusing to spend 97 cents on my girly. No. (laughs) I'm fucking done with this guy. I'm just done. He said you had two chocolate chips. I can't afford it. No. Nope. Mm Mm-mm. It really is just like the balls. The balls. It's the balls. Okay, you guys. Just a quick word from this week's sponsor. Secret Keepers Club is sponsored by Osea. Dewy summer skin isn't just for your face. With the right products, you can get a full body glow. Osea skincare and body care products help you get your skin ready for summer. You guys know I absolutely love this stuff. It doesn't irritate my skin. It's not too heavy. It's not tacky. The finish of it is really beautiful and glowy. And it just, it's so such, such beautiful products. I absolutely love these. I will be a forever customer of Osea. Um, You can experience radiant summer skin with Osea's Undaria Algae Body Oil. It's a rich, never greasy, luxurious body oil that smells of sunny citrus and notes of sweet passion fruit. Try it in Osea's Total Body Glow Kit. Uh, The kit includes body oil, moisturizing body scrub and a plant-based body brush. Sweep away dead skin cells for soft glowing skin all summer long. The Total Body Glow Trio is clean, safe, responsibly sourced, vegan, cruelty-free and powered by the sea. Find your new skincare favorites at OseaMalibu.com Get a special discount just for the girlies. Take 10% off your first order with promo code SECRET. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $50. You're going to want it all. Go to OSEAMalibu.com and use code SECRET. Thank you so much to OSEA for sponsoring the show. All right, this one says, this one says SOS the girly needs advice. Okay, hold on. I'm just expanding this email so that I could get, so I could see it. Um, you know, like if you add a picture to an email and it says like, send like regular size, send large, when you send it large, you guys, it is the, it's, it's so big. (laughs) So the email is very long. Like it's just a never ending letter that goes to the right. Um, so that's why sometimes when people send pictures, I, I guarantee you this one have, has a picture. It does. Oh, it's a cat. So I forgive you. Oh, the cat looks like Robert. Okay. This one says, hi, Carly. First of all, I freaking love you. And I hope you continue to do this podcast till you're 90 years old. I will laugh along. it to my <laughs> space tablet or whatever we'll be using for podcasts at that point. Oh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in. So I'm in sort of a pickle and could really use your wits and humor. I don't know how to explain the situation um, fully without giving a long explanation. So buckle up. My boyfriend and I just moved across the country to a new city where we don't know anybody. We're both musicians who are trying to pursue our careers um, in a bigger and more fruitful scene. Backstory, my boyfriend and I met in college. We've been best friends for over five years, and we've only been dating for a year and a half. Uh, he's been in love with me and wanted to date me the whole time, but it took me a while to come around. LOL. He's a very chill introverted guy. And our relationship has been fully, uh, full of love and good times. He's the first guy I've been with that makes me feel truly love and cherish. Aww, and it's hard to fathom that he potentially waited so many years for me to be with me while I was dating other people, etc. But I'm very glad I decided to give him a chance. So here's the issue. We moved into this new place. Neither of us had lived with a partner before and shit kind of hit the fan. I'm very, very emotional and my emotions can be turbulent and I'm going through changes slash I'm in a new environment. I know this about myself and so does he. Pardon me, sorry. He's the type of person to bury his negative emotions and not communicate or address them and I'm always trying to talk things out. So tell me why after we had uprooted our entire lives back home and move across the freaking country, he decided to tell me he doesn't think I'm a healthy partner for him. What? And doesn't know if he wants to be with me and that he's quote unquote felt this way for a long time. He made it feel like I, he made it feel like I'm a stressor in his life. He also hates my cat. All right. He's out. No, we're not doing that. How do you hate this cat? Okay, let me let me move on because I'm about to I'm about to get in the car and drive to whatever music town you live in. <clears throat> my self-esteem went to nothing because this is the man who waited years to be with me and was such a helpless romantic in love with me. I can't lie, I lost my dignity that day because I cried at his feet and begged him not to leave me. Sorry. Sorry. Not to leave me when we have no jobs, no support, no friends, etc. and I never beg men. I kept thinking, well, if he doesn't love me despite my craziness, then nobody will. He decided to stay, and things have been getting better slowly, and this was about five weeks ago. He says he's sorry and didn't mean the things he said and tries to act completely normal, but I can't forget. Now I'm always second-guessing everything and wondering if he's annoyed with me or if I'm being too much. I have a therapist and she said it's normal for couples who first move in, but why do I feel so heartbroken? Should I believe that he said he didn't mean any of it? Um, cause it sounded like he did. I knew we were both under high stress, but some of the things he said were really crushing. My self-esteem has been so low ever since I love him so much. And I do know that he loves me. Please help. Um, Oh, your cat is so cute. So I, a thousand percent, Agree with um, your therapist in the sense that when you first move in with somebody, there's a lot of learning that you do. Like you just learn so much about someone in the first like few months, first year of living with them. I've never even lived with someone for. Oh, actually, I did. I lived with someone for a little over a year, but you have to get used to each other, even if it's like a relationship in which you were spending every day together or every night together, just the tension of living together is really, really strong. So I think that it causes a lot of people to fight. Um, and I've been there before as well, but you know, I think that people also, and this is not me, Absolving him of of anything he said to you and the way that it makes you feel. I understand how you feel, and I think that I've been in situations as well where somebody said something to you and you just can't let it go because you're like, wow. So that's what you think about me. You just never thought that they were even capable of feeling that way about you. Um, so I get it. it. It's hurtful sometimes, and when we're arguing, we say things that hurt people. And there's like things that somebody said to me when I was like 19 years old that I'll never forget you know, it's just one of those things. They stay with you. Nobody wants to hear their partner have negative thoughts about them. Um, so I understand where you're coming from and I think it's completely normal. I think that if you talk about it and your partner's saying like, listen, it was, I was just stressed out. Um, you know, If it were me, since you love him so much and you guys are in love and you just here's here's what bothers me about the whole situation, too, is like what if he was feeling this way for a long time, why move in together? Why move across the country together with no one with no family there, with no friends there? Like, why do all of that if you weren't 100 percent sure about the relationship? So I could see that coming as such a shock um and that's really what bothers me about it and i think that's probably where you're feeling like you just can't let it go because it's like oh if you were feeling this way before and didn't say anything um you know i get it i get it but i do think that people say things that they don't mean when they're in arguments and when tension is high and if it's something that you guys have moved past and everything is going well i think with more time that goes by if things continue to go well um you won't think about it as much, you know? I think it's still fresh and you're also adjusting to a new city and and the stress of all of that. So I would say if you guys are getting along right now, I wouldn't like jump the gun and be like, you guys need to break up or whatever, even though he really should freaking like your cat. Because your cat is cute. And I need more information on that. Why doesn't he like the cat? Because to me it seems like the cat is cute hold on. Let me just make sure. Oh, he's cute as hell. He looks like Robert. Aww. But I, I understand where you're coming from. I don't think you're being crazy. I don't think you're being insecure or paranoid or anything like that. I just think th- these are the things that happen sometimes when you take the next step with somebody and it'll, it'll pass. See if it passes, you know? just see if it passes. Cause he's probably stressed out as well. And if he's a person that doesn't express himself, um, then, you know, it's like a, uh, what is it called? Like a pressure cooker, you know, eventually it's gotta come out somewhere. So that could be it. Keep us posted on that. Um, okay. This one says heartbroken, please help. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Here we go. Hi Carly, first of all I just want to say I'm so grateful for you and the girlies for making me laugh every week. Oh, thank you so much. I've battled depression my entire life and listening to the pod brings a smile to my face Oh, and makes me feel like I've got a great group of close girlfriends who are so cool and smart and hilarious. Love you. Oh, well, we love you too. And I swear you guys, I I'm not being like paid to plug this show, but really the fucking Spotify show is so fun and the people that do it are so funny. The people in the damn chat are so funny. It's just like, really like the girlies are, are having a kiki and last week, and you just have a little glass of wine and you listen and you can join in. So, um, okay. This says I've been in a relationship with this man on and off, mostly with a few breaks. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Mostly on with a few breaks for two and a half years in the beginning, I was not a great partner to him and I had just gotten out of a severely abusive relationship, but he was so patient and gentle and kind. He is extremely loyal and I never once had to worry if he was cheating or going to abandon me. He was completely emotionally available and loving and he really helped me heal during the lowest point of my life. But again, because of... What I was coming out of, I wasn't the best partner to him. I was often distant, cold, and was really um, one foot out the door of the relationship the entire time. I know I hurt him and let him down so many times, and it's currently one of my biggest regrets. During that time, I had a few issues with him. Nothing catastrophic. For example, he doesn't really leave the house. He's extremely introverted and he plays computer games five to six hours a day. His idea of hanging out was just hanging out in the house together or occasionally grabbing a drink at a bar. He's very cheap, like didn't even pay for me on the first date cheap. We split it. Um, He doesn't have a good work ethic. He works for his family business and has an eerily close relationship with his mother, uh, who pays all of his bills and pays his full salary no matter how much he works. She encourages this and also begs him to break up with me, but I overlook all of these things because of his good qualities that are so rare to find in men. Fast forward to about two years into our relationship. He broke up with me for a few months, and this breakup was the one That he said was to be permanent, most likely. I was devastated. He was the person that was my comfort and my safety. I'm completely alone in life and don't have any close friends or family except for a couple of people, but they have partners and their own lives and we don't talk that much. So needless to say, I take breakups particularly hard. I'm also going to be 30 this year and really want to have a family and build a life with someone. And I feel like I'm running out of time to do that. I find it so difficult to connect with people and have a really long history of abuse. A lot of people have told me to just move on and that there are plenty of fish in the sea, et cetera, but it isn't that simple for me. It's so hard for me to be safe with someone and safety and security is a priority for me in relationships. I also thought I was And I thought I was going to marry him. We did end up getting back together after I convinced him, in parentheses, pathetic, I know, that I could make him happy. Um, But it's so different. It's breaking my heart. He is now so distant and cold. He was once affectionate and never really looks at me or hugs me or tells me he loves me or anything. He rolls his eyes at me a lot when I talk and is overall annoyed with me most of the time. I practically beg him to spend time with me. He no longer responds when I'm upset or if I cry instead. Oh girl, you're breaking my heart. Instead, he acts cold and annoyed by it before he would hug me, come for me, ask me what was wrong and listen. He cared about how I was feeling and now nothing. He plays video games more and more and works less and less. He's expressed to me several times that since getting back together, he thinks it was probably a mistake to do so. I keep asking him to stay, telling him that we could work it out. The problem is that I'm putting in all of the work. I'm always behaving in a way that will make him comfortable. I'm constantly giving him so much space when all I want is connection. I even downloaded that stupid paired app. Of course, he used it like once. What is paired? Um, I've become okay with basically zero effort on his part. When I tell him to change our relationship, we both have to be putting work in. He tells me that he's burnt out. And that's because he was patient with me in the beginning. I've got to be patient with him and quote unquote, be happy with what he gives me. Ooh. And I'm trying to do, I'm trying and I do understand what he means I know we both struggle with our mental health and I'm trying to take the attitude that he needs me to be for him right now and that I'm really patient and loving. He'll come back around. I feel like I fucked him up and I deserve the way that he's treating me. It's like we almost switched roles. I guess I'm writing in for a few reasons. Number one, to vent. Number two, to seek advice. Uh, Is this a rough patch? Oh, sorry guys, My, my headphones keep going out is this a rough patch? How can I write my past wrongs and make him love me again? What should I do? I don't even know. Any advice, comments, et cetera, is appreciated. Love you. Oh, and I love you too. And we all love you. Uh, and then she gives a, a good fuck, Mary kill. So first of all, I'm really sorry that you're in this situation. It seems like, you know, I I get where you're coming from, where you feel like he was really excited about the relationship in the beginning. And you feel like because you weren't um, super trusting of him because you had just come out of a severely abusive relationship, which, by the way, is completely understandable. Um, you feel like you kind of pushed him away to the point of no return. I I understand why you feel that way but I don't think that that's the case. I think that sometimes well also I think you're kind of breezing over the fact that there is such thing as psychological abuse in relationships as well and it almost feels like he's doing this in spite of you or to like make you like pay for the way the relationship was before. Um, I don't like that. It feels spiteful. It feels like resentful in a way. I don't like that. He's rubbing it in your face saying like, well, we shouldn't have just, we just shouldn't have gotten back together. You got to take what you can get with me. It's like, "Mm, it doesn't really work like that. You know, if you guys are trying to start like new or start fresh or try again, you have to let go of all of that, and really, really start on a clean slate. You can't go into it with resentment for each other or like, girl, first of all, if I was with a guy that was rolling his eyes at me, I would hit him over the head with a frying pan. And I, and I know we're not supposed to do that. I know we're not supposed to do that, but I would actually bonk him in the head with a iron skillet. Okay. And I'm not exaggerating. I would do that. If, if I got my, nope. nope, I think that you're dismissing his behavior, which is, by the way, very fucking shitty behavior coming from somebody that doesn't seem like he's got it all in the first place. No offense. I'm sorry to say it. But sometimes we have blinders on when we when we love people, we don't see what's going on right in front of us. But. I think that you are. Absolving him of his actions because you feel like you deserve it, and that is also like an abuse an abused mentality because what he's doing to you is abuse. It is psychological abuse, and that matters, and that affects you, and that makes you see things in a very different way. like the fact that you're convinced that you deserve to be treated this way um when you've been open and expressive about what you want um. I understand why you feel that way but that's not the case. Do you know what I'm saying? I think that you need to show up for yourself. I think you need to be your own biggest advocate and tell him, "Listen, if you're not going to like I'm getting nothing out of this because you're not even present when I'm with you." Um and I I understand the the feeling of comfort and safety being with somebody, but is it worth it? Is it worth it? Because I don't think it is. Because I wouldn't feel happy if I'm with this person. And I and I'm not, and I am no way encouraging you to hit him over the head. I'm just saying that's what I prop maybe would do if I was in that situation. I'm not telling you to do that. Please don't do that and then be like, I heard it on a podcast. Okay. I don't think you're giving yourself enough credit. You're trying, you're giving it your all and he's giving you nothing and you don't fucking deserve that. So what do we always say? If he's not a hundred percent, then it's he's out. If he's not a hundred percent in, then he's fucking out. And whatever happened in the past, you have to just... Let it go. You can't turn back time. You can't try. Oh, I wish that I would have done it differently. We all have done things in our lives that were like, oh, if I could go back and uh, maybe I would have done things differently. But no, because even though that was an unfortunate situation for for the both of you to be in, of course, like he showed you exactly what he is. And if he's this way now, you don't want to fucking marry and have a family with him. Could you imagine having a kid with someone who who doesn't like look at you and rolls his eyes at you? Ooh, no, no, you have to see your worth. And I'm not, and I, and I'm not shaming you in any way. I'm I'm saying, I understand. And I've been in situations with people where I'm like, oh, but I really want to be with him. And then like, after breaking up, everyone was like, oh, thank God. We knew that that wasn't going to work out. It was just not, it was not equal. And you don't deserve to be treated like shit ever. If it bothers him that much, then you guys should break up, you know? I would just say to him, this is what I need from you. If you're not going to show up for me, then I got to go because I'd rather be alone at this point, you know? But keep us posted on that girl, but stand up, stand up for yourself. Stand up for yourself. Okay. Let's see. This one says riding a bicycle is embarrassing. (laughs) Hi, Carly. Um, Seeing you on Girl Code inspired me to dye my hair red and I've had these fiery locks for years. Thank you so much, by the way. I'm thinking of going back to my blonde roots. I can't decide what to do. Oh, and then she gives pictures. A red. Wow. Honestly, it looks really good both ways, but I think the red suits suits you. It looks really pretty on you, but the blonde looks really pretty too. The red is just like, um, it's a little bit more of an upkeep. The color that I used really, really was beautiful. Um, like the formulation of it was beautiful. It was Goldwell. It was called RR at all. Um, and it rare, it would fade in the very beginning and then it wouldn't fade that much. It was like truly a fucking stain. Um, So she says, at this point, the red hair feels like a big part of my identity, but I also want to change it. How did you decide to stop being a redhead, not to be dramatic? Did it make you feel like a different person? That's so funny. Like here's the thing. I decided it because I felt like I just wanted something new. I had that hair from when I was in high school. Um, I would have like funky hair and I didn't make such a drastic change. Like if I would do it all again, I would probably have just dyed my hair brown instead of growing it out because the growing out process was a fucking nightmare and it took years and years. Like it took it took like 3 3ish years and all these different colors I was trying to do and then when it was growing in I was doing the roots blonde and then having the rest I looked like freaking Neapolitan ice cream for, for about 3 years straight. Um but I think like since the, uh, since the growing out process took me so long, it didn't, it wasn't such a shock to me. It kind of like just gradually happened. But if I would have just dyed my hair Brown or whatever, I would have felt like a different person. I do look back on pictures and I'm like, wow, my hair was fucking red. (laughs) Like it's so weird. Like, and I had funky hair for years and years, like forever. I was always dying my hair different colors. I'm like, Jesus Christ. It's it was it was red as hell. Um, but it was cool. It was fun. And that stuff that I used really, really was good. And it made it really shiny and it smelled good. I love that shit. I love that stuff. Um, I also felt like what what made me also decide was I I felt like I was like outgrowing it. I felt like it didn't match me anymore because I was so young when I had it. Um you know, you grow and you change and you start to like different things and have a different style and all of that stuff. Um, She says, P.S. I recently started a new job and ride my bike to the office in Washington, D.C. because I hate driving and the public, the public, not the public, Transportation here sucks. I'm not a big cycling gal and was never really confident while I'm riding. Slowly wobbling along in my little helmet by all the tourists is so embarrassing, especially when I have to ding my little bell so they know I'm behind them. It's simply humiliating. What if somebody kicked the side of my bike? I'd fall right over. not to mention how intimate you have to get with a bicycle to sit on it. Part of me thinks that people won't notice me sitting on my silly little bicycle if I have less vibrant hair. Is that crazy? Uh, And then she gives a fuck, Mary kill, a a hair color, fuck, Mary kill. Uh, That is so funny. Honestly, I wouldn't have the confidence to ride a bike in the city. I wouldn't do it. It's so damn scary. When I see people riding bikes, I'm like, wow, you're brave as hell. Because that is truly, that is like scary, 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 scary. All right, let's do, but I agree. Honestly, it's not as embarrassing as riding a scooter though. If if we're going to call a spade a spade here. Let's see, is this, let's check this one. Okay. Let's do this last one. It says, um, embarrassing story. Uh, I've written it before with juicy gossip, but this time I need to tell all the potty hotties, uh, I need to let all the potty hotties laugh at how painfully awkward I could be. So last month I was in the elevator with two new neighbors of mine. There are a couple that just moved in. It was me, them two. And my husband, my husband said, welcome to the building. Are you guys our new neighbors? And they're like, yes, thank you. And then me and my husband both said, at the same time, we share a wall. Okay. For some reason, those words made me feel so embarrassed (laughs) that we both told them we share a wall. So I absolutely malfunctioned and doubled down. So I said, oh my God, not in a creepy way. We can't hear anything. Well, we do hear a lot. Like we hear their baby crying and stuff, but we don't hear you guys having sex. (laughs) Oh my God, girl. And I'm like painfully awkward laughing, talking way too fast and noticing what I'm saying after the words leave my mouth. I slowly realize that everyone is just staring at me and no one's laughing. (laughs) Oh my God. No, I'm going to die. Or reacting. They're just kind of watching my malfunction, including my husband. When we got off the elevator, they finally walked far in front of us. And my husband said, what the fuck just happened to you? If that's not bad enough, I now consistently hear them having very, very loud sex. And I'm pretty sure I did this to myself by telling them, we definitely don't hear that. So they're either doing it to be heard or they're doing it because they feel safe. Either way. I'm so embarrassed. Every time I see them, they probably think I'm such a freak. Oh, hopefully this can, Oh my God, girl, I would die. This can at least get everyone a good laugh. Oh my God. No, (laughs) I've said shit like that too, where you're just like, what did I say? How does that happen? We need a like neuroscientist or someone on the damn podcast telling us why we're just saying shit. I'm like, I didn't even, that didn't even go through a process. That just came right out. I didn't even know that was in the noggin. I didn't even know I was capable of doing that type of damage. Um, Okay, let's do some fuck, marry, kills. She gave a fuck, marry, kill. This one says, uh, number one, the construct... <laughs> The construction worker who walked you to the door, the fireman with the tattoos in that video, or the garbage man who sent you the picture of the rat. Wow. My three husbands. um, I'm going to marry the construction worker that walked me to my door. Also the way that I, he was an MTA worker, like the way that I thought I was going to be seeing him because they were doing work outside for two months and I never saw him again. How sad is that? He was a short King. He was a short king and we love to see it. It's a short king summer. Um, but I would marry him because he was so cute and he had like the stereotypical um construction worker like styrofoam lunch thing in his hand with a plastic fork. I'm like, stop. No, that's my huzzy. Um, okay, the fireman, The garbage man who sent me a picture of the rat. I think you got to fuck the fireman. You got to kill the garbage man um, who sent me the picture of the rat, which is really unfortunate. Um, Number one, for the rat, and also for him that I have to kill him. And he's, he's going to be, he's like the frozen rat. So the next one ants, ladybugs, butterflies. I saved another freaking ladybug that was in my house the other day that Stanley was chasing around. I'm like, oh, is there a fly in here? And boom. I look and I said, don't you touch it. It's a freaking ladybug and those go outside. So, and before you guys come for me, please, I'm not going to be saving fucking flies. I'm sorry, babes. I'm not going to be saving the flies. What is this? Lord of the flies? I'm not saving them. Okay. You can save a fly and put it outside. No, there's too many of them already. Let my cat kill. It's a circle of life. Okay. Keeps them busy. But we do rescue the ladybug. So we're going to marry lady. no ants, ladybugs, butterflies. We're going to marry butterflies. We're going to fuck ladybugs and we're going to kill ants. Um, butterflies would be, that's marriage material. Butterflies are so exciting when you see them. They are so damn beautiful. Um, ants you can't marry, uh, because they come in a crew, you know, you never just have one ant. They, they, they have a farm and, and You don't want to marry that. You don't want to fuck that. So that's got to die, which apparently I'm very good at. Uh, Let's see. We got a lot of fuck, marry, kills. This one says... Let's see. I'll pick another couple of them. Uh, Chips and queso, chips and guac, chips and salsa. Oof. You know, I never been one to kill a cheese, but you got to kill the queso in this scenario because chips and salsa really is a nice treat. It's nothing too crazy. Like I would eat chips and salsa every day. So I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to marry chips and salsa. I'm going to fuck chips and guac and I'm going to kill the queso, even though I don't know if you guys would agree with that. And it is kind of heartbreaking, but That's my story. And then this last one, going out with a new guy that is funny, hot, has a clean bathroom and is honest about his feelings. Um, Grabbing drinks with the girlies or going to dinner with your parents and they pay for everything. Kill going to dinner with the parents. Kill going to dinner with the parents. My parents should not be allowed at restaurants, okay? They eat inside only. They (laughs) eat. We love, we love going out to dinner with the parents, but between the two, grabbing drinks with the girlies is so fun. First of all, you're obviously marrying going out with a new guy that is funny, hot, has a clean bathroom, and is honest about his feelings. That guy you're marrying because that's your husband. You're fucking grabbing drinks with the girlies because you're not fucking going out to dinner with your parents. It's insane. So you got to kill going out to dinner with the parents. We should eat inside with them more. And that's my story, you guys. Um, You can send in questions to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. If it it didn't get read on the podcast, you can resend it always. And you can tune in if you want to join the live chat on Spotify Live, 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific, every Thursday called Confessions with Carly. You can just join the app, follow the show, and you get a little uh, notification uh, set up for the notification so that when we go live, you can just join right in. But other than that, I hope you guys have a great week. I love you and we will see you soon. Bye.